This is Ad Tension, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. My name is Ray Schillens. Conversations with the people in our industry who make advertising and marketing impactful and relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes in a variety of advertising platforms where we explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising. You can find out more at aaf10.org. This is a podcast for you. This is a podcast that is centric to the American Advertising Federation's D10 Club Achievement Competition. The deadline is Thursday, March the 7th, 5 p.m. And today we are going to talk to the folks who will help you do a better job of entering and hopefully winning that competition. Sound like something you want to do? Absolutely. Let's take a listen. I'm going to call this the Super Bowl of the American Advertising Federation District 10, only because it is. It's called Club Achievement Competition. Who wants to win? Everybody wants to win, right? The deadline, March 7th, 5 o'clock. Well, at least you get to the end of the day on March the 7th here. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Stephanie Price is Director of Marketing and Communications for the Cultural Foundation of the Texas Panhandle. Stephanie is also the past governor for D10 and serving as vice chair for the American Advertising Federation's Council of Governors. How's that going? I hope it's great. Megan Nelson is well, ad- well, thank you. It's good. good. Okay, glad to hear that. Megan Nelson is an ADTU representative. She's the Communications and Community Engagement Director for the City of Canyon, a city of 16,000 people. An important person in, in that organization as she just got a call from the mayor. Okay, how many times have you gotten a call from the mayor? Uh, and with over five years of experience in marketing and communications for local nonprofits, Megan focuses on community-driven, transparent community communication strategies. Megan currently serves on the AAF on local, district, and national levels. She is the past founding president of Ad2 Amarillo. You know how much we love uh, Ad2 here in Houston. D10 and Ad2 representatives and is now serving on the Ad2 National Leadership Board as the second vice chair. This is a great organization structurally because people who are in place for things like you, Stephanie, and like you, Megan, have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, know how to do it, and know how to inspire people. So today, first of all, thank you for being here and taking time because I know you guys are busy as well. But thank you for taking time out of your busy days to uh, to sit down. And we're going to spend the next uh, 30, 40 minutes talking about uh, the club achievement competition. Club achievement competition, I think, in some ways, is is uh, tantamount to uh, filling out your tax forms <laughs> by April fifteenth. It's like, oh God, I got to do this, but I got to do this. So, first of all, welcome. How are you guys doing? Things are going good today, y'all, so far, right? Yeah, doing really well. Thanks. <laughs> there, there was a there was a hesitation there. It's like, wait a minute, now, come on. <laughs> Well, I think we're hesitating because it's like, who's going to talk first? <laughs> but that's I don't okay. care. I don't care. Talk over each other. That's the way they do it on the Today Show. If you've ever listened to one of the Today Show podcasts, it's a conversation of 12 people all at once. It's a good thing. There you go. <laughs> let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about a club achievement. I think uh, one of the things uh, that, that, that resonates with me is one word, and it's called accountability. Okay, it's not. It's really not about winning, but it is uh, the competition. But it's more about being accountable for your for your local clubs. Are you doing the things necessary uh, to make it happen? Today we are going to talk about 
uh, some categories, uh, club operations, membership and development communications programs, and public service. Those are all challenges, but those are all important elements of the uh, uh, club achievement process. So let's, let's uh, first of all, uh, Stephanie, you, you go ahead and, and talk a little bit more about the things that inspired you uh, you know, uh, as a club president, as a governor, and as a big part of the American Advertising Federation. What, what, what does that club uh, achievement mean to you? Well, I think it's important to note that these are the characteristics of what make a great club, right? These are the ways that, um, you know, we can make sure that we're serving our members, that we're serving our mission, that we're making sure that our club members feel value out of the money they're paying us and their time that they're giving us. So I think it's just a great way to keep track of the things that you've done. You know, I, uh, you equated it to it being difficult and it doesn't have to be, you know, when I was a club president, I had some great people in front of me really take the time to, um, make it an easy process. You know, if you start early, I mean, we're a little late, so I get it. We are about a month from the deadline at this recording, but if you spend a little bit of time on it and gather your friends and your people and maybe have a few drinks along the way, you can make it a pretty painless process. <laughs> it should just be focused on your goals for each of the five categories, what you did this year to achieve them and what the results were. And even if you didn't achieve them, what you tried to do that maybe didn't work. It's okay to have trial and error. It's okay to have failures. It's okay to talk about that. Like what were the things that went really well? What are the things that you're working on? What are your what are you striving for? And so I think it it doesn't have to be so bad. It's more of a book report. So think going back to fourth grade, you know, what did you accomplish this year? And just let us know. You know, I think it and and Megan and I, you know, we're just the facilitators of the competition. We'll be sending this to judges who are outside of our district. But this gets you set up for the national competition as well. There's money to be won, both district and nationally for um, winning these competitions. So the district competitions, obviously club achievement and club of the year, the ovation competition is at the national level. It both encompass more than club achievement, but it's a great way to, to get those points and to, to make some money back for your club to do some more cool programming or parties or things of that nature. I know I said, just, you know, what's, what inspired me is just, you know, the way to, to show off the cool stuff that was going on, what I was working on, you know, all of our presidents have a desire to, to lead and our boards care about our clubs, otherwise they wouldn't be doing it. So tout your tout your successes and tell us what you did and show us some pictures. Yeah, I like that. I love it. What about you, Megan? What is it? What does club achievement mean to you? I think to me, it really means that at the end of the day, you get to sit back and look at what you did for the entire year in its entirety. I know it's really hard to get caught up in really in July. You get really excited because you're a new club and you're a new president and you've got a new board and everyone has all these amazing ideas. And then in the fall, you start doing programs. And in the spring, a lot of people are doing American Advertising Awards or they're doing public service. And you get really caught up in everything and it gets really overwhelming. And before you know it, it's Admerica and you're either going into your next presidency year, you're going into immediate paths, or you are kind of just looking at this next year of your club and the last year behind you is gone. And so that's been my favorite part of it because you get to write down everything that you did, all of the hard work, all of the late nights and planning, 
the exciting minute that you opened the doors to your event and there were actually people there and you made money and it was a big success. That's always been my favorite part of it just because some things it's hard to see because some events or some programs or some initiatives take months at a time. They take tons of planning, multiple board meetings, lots of emails, and and it's hard to see the big picture sometimes. But to me, these books are the big picture. You get to see, wow, we had three goals this year, and we knocked all three of them out, or we knocked two of them out, but we see the problem with that third goal, and so we know exactly how to fix it in this next year. And so that's always been my favorite part, just because you also get to look back and feel satisfied that you did all of those things. You as a president, you did those things. You accomplished all these amazing things with your club, in your community, with students, with professionals, with your members. You got to grow membership. You got to host school events. Um, and I've I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed seeing other people's books. I love that our website does include past winners because you get to look at their books and say, oh my gosh, I had no clue that Add to Dallas did a mentorship program. Let's look at how they built it and see if we can mirror that. And so it's not that you're stealing the idea. I don't think any of us are in competition. We're all in different markets. Um, As far as the book goes, of course, we're all in competition with each other. But it really does give an overall insight into kind of the nitty gritty of what all of the hard work that goes into a year's worth of running a club. Did you guys ever, as uh, as, uh, teens or whatever, keep a journal or a diary or anything like that or Mm -hmm. write stuff down? I'm just curious. I'm not asking uh, what was in it. I just want to know whether you guys ever kept track of stuff like that as well. And the reason I say that is club uh, achievement is kind of like that, kind of of like keeping a journal. Uh, I'm just curious. (laughs) Both of you. No, I um, never did. I don't. Yeah, have the I did for, for a it. minute. For a minute, okay. <laughs> yeah, there you I did go. For like a hot second. Yeah. You like, know, I did it summer camp because like <laughs> it was all letter writing and you didn't have much technology, so I did keep a little bit of like my memories of camp, but that was about it. The reason I say that is that this this the club achievement is a daily occurrence. It's it's one of those things where if you don't, and I know we're in the eleventh hour, I know we're coming up on a deadline and such like that. But this podcast is is meant to be more than just for this year. It's it's something that can inspire folks uh, for the coming year because when you get right down to it, you got to be thinking about that next year. Let's let's talk about right. let's talk about next year, and let's let's start writing stuff down. And this is a volunteer organization. A whole bunch of people, including both of you, who have jobs, and you you have to fit time to make this a daily activity. What did you do when you had that get-together? Did you take pictures? What happened? Did you get new members? Did this happen? Did that happen? And like you said before, did you initiate uh, any programs or anything that were impactful and as a result grew to the club? And it's a daily, daily, daily occurrence. And the toughest thing, I think, with any board is is getting people uh, to understand that. It's like, no, no, you can't wait until the 11th hour to start finding all of this stuff. you got to start doing it the day that you become, you know, a, a board member and they put you in charge of that kind of stuff. So, right. uh, you know, I want, I know we want Well, and it's not meant to be daunting, you know, if yeah. you want to, our, if this is for our future leaders, but take that board retreat or that first meeting at, when you're in charge mm-hmm. and have everybody just write down three goals. 
then you've already got a majority of your book done because then in the fall or in the late spring, they can, you know, write down what they did. And then after Mm -hmm. that, you just add some pictures and you're done. So even if you can't do all five, you know, and your club's never done this, or maybe you've only done one, maybe you make it a goal to just do two or three. Okay. Or maybe you make it a goal to do one. And then as you kind of train, you know, your team and everybody feels better, you're doing all five and you're entering and winning. So I'm a big believer that Rome wasn't built in a day. I highly recommend that one person does not do all of these. (laughs) It is way too much work for one person. It is unfair. Um, we, like you said, we're volunteers. We have all sorts of things that require our time and talent and efforts. And so take that time and as a board, you know, check in on these things at your meetings or create a, a Dropbox, Google Drive, Slack channel, whatever works for you guys yeah. to write down some of that stuff and keep it as a yearly thing. That way, when you get to this time of year next year, you're not in a four-alarm fire. Yeah. You know, I know, if you do, it doesn't have to be a daily thing. It can be a monthly thing or even a couple months. You sure. know, it doesn't have to take all of that time. Yeah. I know a couple of clubs that will have um, just a Google form. So the Google form is specifically for events, and it says, what was the event? What was your monetary goal? How much did you make? What was your attendee goal? How much did you make? What are your thoughts? Here's a link to a Google folder to drop pictures. And so it's right when you're really excited about that event. It's in that kind of first week after the event happens and everything's fresh on your mind. You're really pumped about it still. And a lot of the time people can just type out two paragraphs right there because everything is so fresh on their minds. They're so excited about it. And it's really, really something that they don't have to try and remember six months from then. Or or make it up. Like, what did we do? I don't know. Let's make something up and it'll be a fun thing to take As you're taking pictures in it anyway, send those pictures to, like Megan said, a Dropbox, a Google form. Send it to the group chat even so you can go back through your board group chat and just grab those photos. You know, it can be something Mm -hmm. super simple in the moment. But these aren't meant to be things that take years and years of your time or weeks and months. It's meant to be something that you can do pretty quickly and just bring it all together. So if you take a little bit of time and take it in chunks throughout the year, you're going to be much more successful than trying to sit down and write five books in a night or two nights because nobody has taken the time to, to think about them. So I would encourage now at the release of this podcast, grab grab the people together in charge of these things and you know kind of start aggregating data because I bet you have it. You just need to probably write it down. It's very smart. Very smart. This is one thing. Go ahead. Go ahead, Megan. Sorry, one thing that I I was on AAFM Merlot's board for a little bit, and one thing that they did that was great was they got everybody in one room, at least for that initial conversation of books, because there may be leaders of books, but sometimes while you're leading a program, someone else is taking the pictures for you, or your treasurer has the numbers of how much money you made, or your... Um, someone else has the link to the Eventbrite so they can actually take a screenshot of it. And so as you're going through these books, you can start to tag and see different parts of, I need this person's help with a screenshot of this, or I need to make sure I talk to our communications chair about getting all of our data analytics for this entire month when we were running a campaign. And so that, I think, was really helpful because it spreads 
the responsibility where the person who's in charge of the book has a vision, they have the plan, they know what they're doing. But at the same time, they're reaching out to those board members that were helpful, that were at that event. They were involved and they can add to the conversation and they can add to this book. You're not doing this by yourself. I definitely think that is one of the most important things I learned was that it's not supposed to be something that you do, you know, the night before all by yourself. It's definitely something that you do as a team. And I think that it also really helps if you have board members who maybe are on the edge about the Kool-Aid or if they still don't see the bigger picture sometimes, you get to tell them about these books and you get to say, wow, look at this, look at what we did this entire year. Now we're going to enter this and we're going to go against clubs who are bigger than us or we're going to go against clubs who have bigger markets than us. And it's a competition now. Everyone's a little bit competitive. I fully believe that. <laughs> well, every, yeah, everybody but wants I, to be the very best. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's this is this District 10 Club Achievement Competition was set up so that you can just turn around, make the changes we get from our judges, and turn these into the national competition. So you're mm-hmm. already set up for success there as well to compete against clubs from all over the country in your division size because the um, ovation is set up by division, and so it's a little different than the district one. The district is small, large, and add two. The um, the nationwide one is a bit different. It's got four divisions for senior clubs and then an add two division. So you're competing all over the country, and District 10 has a really great track record of winning nationwide mm-hmm. awards yeah. because we do things like this, because we set everybody up for success. So take advantage of it. I was about to say, I definitely feel like the feedback that people receive from these district-level this, this district competitions is so, so, so important because I will happily share the story. Haley and I share the story all the time. We, Ad to Amarillo, shared its or wrote its first public service book ever last year, and we did not understand the assignment at all. We were a little confused. We didn't read as much into it as we maybe should have. But we got a uh, one of our judges at the district level gave us a zero because we 100% failed the assignment, and that's fair. Reading back, <laughs> reading it back, I understand. <laughs> but we took those notes, we reread all of the rules, we rewrote it, and we got third place nationally. Oh, wow. And so I think that's a really good testament as to what feedback can do on a district level is they're saying, no, we want you to succeed. We want you to understand what the book is about, especially for some of those first-time book writers that maybe you don't know what it means for public service. Maybe you don't understand what cornerstone initiatives and events are and you maybe didn't read the website as hard as you should have yeah. so i will always say go back to the website i've printed it off at least twice at this point and actually just gone through and highlighted big sections because i promise you it's all right there it's all on the aaf.org website for ovation you know the, the word failure is a scary word failure is not an option comes from Houston but you know the the, the, the product WD40 uh, you know the stuff in the can the dude that invented that stuff failed 39 times that's why it's called WD40 he succeeded so you know even if you, you try 
try, try, try to do your best and, 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 and let people know about it. And we're all in this business of advertising. We need to know how to emote. We need to know how to present uh, things. Uh, no ad speak, but just the truth. What happened? What happened because yeah, of what we did? And you you hit it on the head, Megan. You know, make sure you're reading the instructions. The AAF national website has instructions. The District 10 yeah. website links back to those. So be sure to look at each of the categories. They all have exactly what they want. Yeah. So you you have a pretty solid rubric in front of you and pretty solid bullet points that they're looking to see. So don't, you know, make sure not to skip that it's point. It's not that's a trick. A, that's a super, yeah, it's not a trick. They don't want you to be creative. No. You know, as advertisers, we really sometimes fall into that, but this <laughs> is pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> make sure that you're reading what it says, you know, if it wants goals, if it wants strategies, if it wants tactics, and bullet point those. Like, use Use what's in front of you to create what you got, because I'm telling you that's where you're going to be successful. That's what they're looking for, and that's the judging sheets that they're going to get. You're presenting. So, you're presenting to your peers for crying out loud. You got to keep it real here, and they understand. And look at somebody who's won over and over again. What did they do to win? That's what you want to do to win. The same right. thing. You're not copying them, well, but you're following the Well, it is definitely style. about following the rules, and to Megan's point, following the structure and what they're asking for. Okay. Because if a judge gets a book that's all over the place, they are busy as well, right? These are volunteer judges and people helping, at least at the district level. I'm not, I don't have any insight into who the judges are at the national level, but yeah. um, at the district level, we know who they are, and I know that they're very busy people who are devoting their time to this, yeah. but they have a set criteria in front of them that's going to say, did they follow this rule? Did they follow that rule? Did they answer this question? What's the score for it? And so make sure to take a minute to read through that. And it is okay to list your failures. I love that you talked about that. Like, it's okay to say, hey, we wanted to get 200 members this year. We got 75 and here's why. And we're really proud of that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's great. You yeah. know, f f rule number one, follow the rules. Okay. Good thing. And that's available. AAFD10 website has a whole bunch of stuff. You can do a deep dive into uh, everything, everything, everything that they, they talk about. Uh, let, let's get into some of the categories now here as well. Uh, we're going to talk about club operations, cornerstone initiatives and events, membership development and communications programs, and then public service. Why don't we tackle uh, each one of these things uh, at a time? If it's okay with you guys, let's start, start off with the club operations. What is that all about? Sure, yeah. That is you as a president, how you're leading your club. You know, have you looked at your bylaws, policies, procedures? How are you developing leaders? How are you ensuring that board meetings run smoothly? Are you having board meetings? Are you having good chapter meetings? You know, what are you guys doing as leaders to ensure that, you know, all your ducks in a row, you filed your taxes? That's really, really important. Um Please I, I will say it again. That's please file your taxes. I realize this <laughs> podcast is not about taxes. However, it is that time of year as well. So please file your taxes. Um, <laughs> but policies and procedures, what, you know, what things have you done? Do you have someone doing your bookkeeping? What do your books look like? Do you talk about them? Are you, you know, talking about your successes and goals? And do you have club members in charge of certain things? And all of that stuff that goes into leading a board, put that down on paper. So policies, procedures, leadership development, how are you contributing to the operations of your club? So pretty straightforward on that one, but have you done anything unique as president that hasn't been done in a while? Hmm. Or have you as a board 
looked over your bylaws that hadn't been adopted in several years or redone your policies and procedures? Have you written stuff down that wasn't done before? Did you create a new spreadsheet that really helped? Whatever it is, you know, make sure to put that in there as well. I like to also put if you are an add to or if you have an add to in your club, that's a really great place to talk about the relationship between the add to and the AAS your affiliation agreement, anything that y'all do together, anything that shows cross-leadership between the two clubs. I always love to put it there because that really shows that as affiliated clubs, you're working together for the betterment, not only of your area and of the professionals in your area, but also for both of your clubs. That way, you're really leaning into that larger succession planning of once people age out of Add2, they go into the AAF. Sure. That is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, super important. You know, and I think it's important to talk about the finances of, especially if it's managed by one person, like, you know, maybe, for example, you know, if your club has a bookkeeper that does your add to and your AF, how does that work? Mm -hmm. You know, all of those things that you're working on to keep your club healthy, happy, and thriving. I love it. Let's move on to uh, Cornerstone Initiatives. And events, uh, that's, 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 a, that's a huge category for opportunity, isn't it, guys? Oh, my gosh, so much. And you only get eight pages. So this is one that you have to really self-edit. Um, this is one that really requires some, some thought and some self-editing. Um, luckily, our friends at Add2 don't necessarily have a ton to do with American Advertising Awards, so that's helpful for them. But, of course, this is where your awards go. This is where anything you're doing with uh, DEIB, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging, um, anything you've done for education. So are you partnering with local universities? Are you taking the time to um, educate high school students? Have you done anything that has promoted advertising education in the industry? You know, are you doing anything with government relations? District 10 folks, you know, if you guys attended any of the day at the Capitol stuff or the virtual day on the Hill, or if you went to the day on the Hill last year, you know, all of those things count towards this. So it's about real. This book is a bit of a challenge. It's about being really succinct with your words and thoughtful with what really makes your club shine. Cause you could probably do a book on each of these, but thoughtfully several years ago, we combined from eight categories down to five. And this was one that became a combined category. So it does take a little bit of self editing, but I think it's great because, has all of your event planning going into one place. I love the and fact that you, I love I yeah. love the fact that you dropped it down to five as well. It keeps it a little bit simpler, more concise, and, and more compact. What about you, Megan? Writing. Yeah. What about Cornerstone for you, Megan? What are you talking about? I agree with everything. We, no, we don't really give as many awards, but sometimes if in those thirty-two under thirty-twos, if they give any special awards or anything like that. Or if I know a lot of our ad twos have DE and I specific programming, and that would be a really great place for that. You can cross utilize. That's one thing I always love to point out is that not no one is judging all five of your books by themselves. One person or two people are judging programs. One person or you know two people are judging club operations, and so. If you have a really great program that also the whole point of the program and the main focus and your goals and everything were leaning DE&I, then you can also put it in cornerstone initiatives and events. And so you get to show that some of your programs or some of your, some of your ideas can be cross, cross-utilized between different books. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. I think the next uh, one is an interesting mix of a couple of important assets as well. It's called membership development and communications because those two things are linked uh, together. Uh, they go hand 100%. in hand. So let's talk mm-hmm. about membership development and communications. What 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 does that mean uh, to someone who's like, oh, I don't know what that means. What does it mean? Well, I think it's, um, you know, it's recruitment and retention. So we, we are pretty good at the recruitment part, I'd like to think. But I think let's talk about that retention, too. What are you doing to keep your members happy? What are you, how are you communicating with them? You know, are you doing email, social, phone calls, in-person meetings? What are the things you're doing to grow your club? What are the things you're doing to sustain your club and to keep your members happy and to keep them you know, thriving. It's any communication materials that you produce. You can, to Megan's point, cross-pollinate here and put in American Advertising Awards communication materials, especially if you spent the time to get members at that event mm-hmm. or use that as a membership drive. So I think that this one is, you know, hand in hand, but it's also a self-editing book. You can put a million things in here. Um, the great news about, you know, examples and collateral and stuff is you can have as much of that as you want, but the narrative has pretty limiting, you know, space and um, word count. So be thoughtful there as to what you're writing down about all of it, but you can include as many pictures or examples as you want, you know, and I think, Megan, you can, you guys at Add2 do a really cool job of recruitment and retention. So, you know. Yes, I know. I think this looks cool for Add2. We were actually just talking about membership drives in our last leadership round table, and it was, an idea that different people have different types of membership drives. Some do it in the fall, some do it in the spring, some people do both. And it's a really great, this is a really great place to put those membership development drives of, hey, it's, you know, it's the beginning of the semester. And so we're going to try and get some of our student members in, or it is the end of the semester. And so we're going to try and grab some of those recent graduates. And so you can really do a lot of different things in it. This is where your team is also really important. So I can definitely see the membership chair and the communications chair being the leaders of this book. But at the same time, someone else who might, if you have a social media chair or if you have someone dedicated to doing all of your emails, maybe that's your secretary they can really pull and help all of these or help these books with screenshots, with proof. They can go in the back end of Facebook and get those analytics that show, hey, we reached X amount of people or we ran advertising for this and this is how the social advertising went. And so I definitely think this is where you definitely tap on some of the tap on some people's shoulders and ask, will you get that information for me? Do you mind forwarding me that email that you sent out to some of those new members that we got last year? And that's where you're not digging and digging and going through the trenches by yourself. This is a little nod to um, future leaders. Just so you know, there are things on the AF national website, and District 10 also links to it, that are club resources. If you don't feel like you know, obviously not great for right now. I mean, you could enact it in the next month if you wanted to, but look at those club resources because there are like new member packets, membership certificates, all mm-hmm. sorts of items that you can use in order to retain and recruit members. So as we mentioned, you know, 
on the podcast earlier, this is all about being a successful club and doing great for your members, thriving monetarily, operationally with members, all those things. So take a look at those resources if you're like, man, we wrote our club achievement books, but we seem to be lacking a little bit in this category. Take a look at those resources because they are out there to help you and um, then you'll have something great for the next time this comes around. But I just wanted to encourage future leaders to, as you're thinking about next year and the way you're going to structure all of this, take a look at those resources because chances are stuff's already been done for you and you don't necessarily have to recreate the wheel. Beautiful. I love it. Programs. Let's jump to programs now. That's one of the categories. Club Achievement deadline is Thursday, March the 7th at 5. And uh, you can go to AAF D10 website as well. And everything's there, including telephone numbers, emails for both Megan and Stephanie as well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention those here on the podcast though. So let's talk about programs guys real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. As I say, I know that programs, people host a variety of different types of programs, but also a different number of programs. Some programs you are hoping for a really big student base. And so that's where you can say your goal was to reach students. I love adding target audiences to programs because then that doesn't just show, oh, we had 50 people there. It says we had 30 students and 20 professionals there, and we had X amount of membership based off of that, or we had new mentor-mentee signups, or we raised X amount of dollars, which will fund our next program, or it's just a general fundraiser for the club. And the planning that goes into programs is definitely a lengthy one for a lot of clubs because you want things to be successful. You want to make sure that all of the time and effort that you're putting into something doesn't just have four people show up at it. And so this is where you really get to brag on all of the hard work and all of the planning that went into some of those really big programs. I love reading about people's programs. Sometimes you can do half a page on one program because it was short, it was sweet, it was pretty cut and dry. (laughs) But if you have one of those big, large cornerstone programs where this is your, this is the biggest thing that you do every single year, it's the most attended event, everyone gets really excited about it, Ours is coming up in a month and a half. (laughs) That's where we normally spend about two pages plus on our biggest event because that is the one we put so much effort into, and that is the one that returns the most. It gives us more members. It gives us more money. It gives us more publicity. And so we spend a lot of time on that. You don't have to give every single program a page and a half worth of love and fluff if it's half a page worth of information, then that's what it is. That works. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think Megan really hit it on the head is that the more you can put into the goals you had and your methods to achieving the goals and then the results of those goals, that's going to make a program's book shine. You know, why did you have this program? Mm-hmm. Who did you, who showed up and why, what did they take away from it? Like that's really, really important in this one. We have, we have one more category here for club achievement competition. It's called public service. And we touched on that a little bit earlier, but let's go ahead and back up and touch on that uh, one more time so we can round this out as well. Uh, Stephanie, public service, uh, talk about that. Well, so this is one category that I think is very different for um, add to versus uh, senior clubs. And 
we talk about public service in very different aspects. So I'm going to address it from the senior AF side and let Megan address from the ad two side because I think it's really different. Perfect. Um, so from the AAF, like senior club side, public service is about the ways that you're supporting your community and the betterment of your community using advertising or using club, you know, teach, you know, teaching people about advertising or the way that public service is impacting your club. So it's a bit different than what the ad two folks do. Um, and so, you know, there are so many varieties of ways that you can help, you know, a nonprofit in your area using advertising, or you can help several, or maybe you offer grants to nonprofits, or maybe, you know, for instance, one club put on an advertising camp for disadvantaged youth, partnering with their local college. Maybe it's the way that you're, you know, co, you know, co-branding something with your local university that's doing a public service project, but it's how you're using advertising techniques to support your local, regional, national programs on behalf of public interest or community betterment. So that really is the senior club thing. This category is so varied across the country, which is really cool. But it's awesome to see the impact that our AAF clubs are having outside of being their own, you know, we're 501c6s, so we are not for profits, but how are we helping those nonprofits in our community using the talents and skills that we possess in our clubs? And I've seen everything from, hey, we do a day where nonprofits come in and we analyze their marketing and give them feedback on how to make it better or understand their analytics or things of that nature, or, oh, we we pick one client and we do something for them. Megan might address that in a minute. Or... You know, we we have several nonprofits that come into our club every time we meet and they talk about there and then we do donations for them. So there's all sorts of stuff there. And I think that it's really up to your club to find the niche in your community and the things that you can do to, you know, better an organization that you're willing to partner with that foster, that bolsters their brand and that makes, you know, the AAF have, have good standing in your community. Cool. Great. Uh, so, Megan, you want to share the ad two side? Yeah, do it. Yes. So one of the most fun parts of Ad2 is the public service competition. That is a national competition that happens at Admerica every single year. And clubs from all around the country compete in it. We have, I know for sure we have a good group this year, which I'm very excited about. And quite a few from District 10, if I can brag. But public service is really where these books shine. So a portion of the public service competition scoring is based off of your public service book, which is really important to note because this is where you really get to pour in all the hard work, all the analytics, all of the planning and campaigning and big picture of what your club is doing for your public service clients. I love that we are really pushing the idea that not every single public service campaign has to be a big multi-million dollar donation of media and multi-month huge campaign. It can be something as simple as creating a new logo for a starting nonprofit or helping someone that has a big event coming up and you're really getting the word out for them. You're helping them advertise that you are doing all of those promotions for them. It's really great to see Ad 2 come together. It is one of the biggest um, recruitment pieces of Ad 2 is the public service competition. 
And so this is really where you start to dive into it. I know I've seen quite a few people do an about our client section at the very front, which I think is really important because then that gives the judges a little bit of insight. All of these clients are local to our non-twos or to our ad-twos. And so they are different across the entire country. I've seen so many different great ones, but giving a little bit of insight as to this is who our client is, this is their size, this is our area, this is what they need, and this is what they're looking for will really give board judge a little bit of insight into, okay, here's why they're doing all of these big things now. Here's the approach that they reached. And so I know a lot of our clubs are in the middle of their public service competition or campaign right now. And so just write what you have, write what your goals are. Even if you haven't launched a part of your campaign yet, go ahead and write about it because you already have planned it out. You already have a lot of those moving parts going. And so start now, fix it a little bit and update it for the national one. And then they also have an opportunity to write an extra page specifically for the public, uh, for the public service competition. So it's one of my favorite books to read. I highly recommend if any of y'all just have some spare time to go back and read <laughs> um, and add to the public service book because it really does show the hard work that goes into the public service campaign every year. You know, remember and Megan, what... you brought up at a great point sure. that the projects are to be implemented from March 10th to April 1st. So we realize yeah. books are due March 7th, but if you're having a giant event in the middle of March, write about it a little bit. We realize you won't have results and things, but make sure to include that. Make sure to, you know, forecast a little bit or include big things that are happening in March. Most all of us have already had our awards and other stuff, but to Megan's point, make sure that this book goes all the way to April 1st. Mm -hmm. Remember how I said earlier that we would cover all things in, in 40 minutes or so? We did. We hit 40. We you just, took, we oh just hit 40 minutes. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. Quick question here, too, as well. This has been great. This can be used this year for the March 7th thing. This can be used in the future. This should be used for inspiration, for opportunity uh, for the coming year for your club as well. Stephanie, what is it like to win a club achievement uh -huh. to you? What is it like to it's win? Pretty What's it awesome. like? I'll be honest. You know, it's it it feels real good as a as a president to you know even if you just win one category it's such a you know when I was president of AFM Rilla I think we won two categories when I was president it's such a great feeling it's a little money back in the bank at the district competition it's some recognition in front of your peers it's it's kind of the cherry on top of a really great year hopefully so um, I'm like Megan said we're all a little competitive so I yeah. think it's really fun and then. To see your club, you know, on that national stage, if you've done the ovation criteria and other things, you know, that's that's amazing. That's, that's to say you beat out clubs all over the country in your division. And I think that's something that should be celebrated when you get back with press releases and sharing with the media and potential members. And yeah. this is like, hey, this is the place you want to be. This is full of achievers and people who are go-getters and care about advertising and care about their community and care about you know, making your membership worthwhile. And, you know, it's a fun, great place to be. So come join us and it can be used as a recruiting tool. So there's all sorts of facets that this this can do for your club. Personally, Megan, what does it feel like for you to win? I've only ever won at a national level, um, but it it's very satisfying, especially as 
a smaller club or as a newer club or as a club that you sometimes feel that you're an underdog compared to larger clubs who host huge events and who are doing awesome things, you know that in your area and for your members and for your club, you're doing great. And it's it's a nice little pat on the back saying just because you might be a smaller club or a newer club, that doesn't mean that you're not doing awesome things for your members or for your community. Okay. Top, top, give me, Stephanie, top reason uh, for people not to be afraid of club achievement and to embrace it instead. What do you say? You know, top one, it's just a book report. If you treat it as this monolithic crazy thing that's going to take 10 hours of your time, you'll never start. Treat it as in sections. Treat it as what were the goals? What did we do to it? You know, what happened? And then, you know, what were the results? Megan. And I swear you could write five books. Megan, what about your top reason for not being afraid to enter and do club achievement? You will regret it if you did something really awesome and you didn't tell people about it. And this is a great way to tell people about it. It's a great way to give your future leaders historical knowledge on things that you've done and ways that you succeeded or ways that you failed. And you've already done most of the hard work, so just write it down and get to brag about it. Very good. If people have questions, as I said, you go to D10 and you're going to see everything you need, everything you need, including the rules, which we talked about earlier. You're going to see contact uh, information for both Megan and for Stephanie. If you do have any questions, I think one of the things that uh, as a local club, you lean on the people who have done this before and ask them about the process. How did they accomplish this task as well? Or if you have a hiccup and you're, you're hitting that uh, March 7th deadline, and you're coming close to it, and you have some questions, go ahead and talk about to, talk to the people in your own club who, who might have some answers for you uh, as well. But uh, but I think but I think guys, yeah, and use the resources at your disposal. There's the there's books yeah. from the last several years on the district and national website yeah. um, that can be great examples. Like obviously, don't copy them if you didn't do it. Honesty is <laughs> the best policy, <laughs> you know, but. Take the time to see how they formatted it, what they did, you know, what are the things that made their book stand out, and I, you've got a great roadmap in front of you. And for everything we say today, read the instructions. <laughs> Megan <laughs> is a great please look at the website. That, Please look at the website. Please read the instructions. They will serve you well. Okay. This is beautiful. I think uh, hopefully we've inspired somebody and maybe brought some clarity to the uh, Club Achievement Competition. This is going to be a great one, once again, because everything we do in District 10 is over-the-top great, isn't it? Yes, it is. Guys, thank you so much for, for taking time to do this today. And as I said, we did it in 40 minutes. This is cool. You have things to do. Have a wonderful day. But thanks thanks uh, for taking time uh, for the podcast as well. We appreciate you. Of course. My pleasure. Let Talk soon. anything else. So many thanks to Stephanie and uh, Megan for their assistance today in helping you do a better job of uh, getting engaged with the Club Achievement Competition. Again, the deadline is Thursday, March the 7th, 5 p.m. Go to the website, AAFD10, and you'll find everything you need, including contact information for both Stephanie and Megan. If you have any questions, just do, just do what you do and tell the story about your club, and it will be a great story, I guarantee it. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. Find out more at aaf10.org. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
do that. You'll never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes also will help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today, especially today, uh, to help us uh, you know, get the word out on social media. Until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. This is Intention, copyright 2024. I'm Ray Shellens. <laughs>